Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to the episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing Jackie Jorp Jump, the 18th episode of season three on the world's greatest TV show, 30 Rock. This episode, Liz begins her new life as a disgraced pervert, embracing a life of <laughs> Wapochinek, which is Polish for leisure. Layers. Another plot points, Nickelodeon contract kills Jenna at Jack's behest. Kenneth reveals he's a phrenologist, and no one knows who the direct supervisor is. Now, inspect your muffin top, ensure it's all that, and let's dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Kind of cold out for a jog. Oh, I'm just going downstairs to the fitness center. What? This building has a gym? Yeah, it's the door right next to the vending machines. Vending machines? What kind? I don't know. Sorry. I'm Emily. Are you new to the building? No, I'm Liz. I've lived here for four years. I usually work crazy long hours, but I'm on leave right now for normal reasons. And you're feeling a little lost. I am. Right now, I should be standing in a toilet stall so nobody bothers me while I eat lunch. God, I miss it. I was an investment banker for 15 years. 80-hour work weeks, corner office, secret candy drawer. And a decoy candy drawer to throw others off the trail? Smart. The point is, you get addicted to the stress. Think it gives your life purpose. And then when you stop... For normal reasons... You see how stupid you are. It just takes time to realize there are much better ways to be happy. Wait for me, lady. Jackie, jump, jump. This yeah, is so this is... Go ahead. This is so Jenna heavy, and I'm so fucking pumped. And in very <laughs> Jenna fashion, I've already cut you off, and I don't care because it is so good. I've always loved saying Jackie Jorp Jump, the episode that it's based around, and Crayobla. So fucking funny. I do think it's one of Jenna's funniest moments at the end when she's like, "Doesn't matter. Worth it. Thank you." <laughs> I find her very likable in that moment. She and is likable. Whatever. I don't agree. She's not supposed to be likable. Exactly. <laughs> Which I love so much. They're back on, don't worry. <laughs> Nick is readjusting. Headphones. My headphones, not my dick. <laughs> I feel Nobody like said it was going to be your that. dick. I think everyone thought that. <laughs> much like I should be, we start this episode at a sexual harassment seminar. That's true. This is our workplace. <laughs> this is our workplace, 100%. Yeah, that was my bad. I'm Have you drunk. ever been in trouble for sexual harassment? No. I have. So a <laughs> married woman and a married man who were like, I don't know, 30 years different in age um, and had no like or dislike of each other. They were just coworkers. One was like director level and the other one was like the head of security. And they got on the elevator and they didn't hold the door for me. And I jokingly said, don't get her pregnant. <laughs> and then we had a new girl like a month later. And our main boss, who was a complete dickhead, really liked her. I was like, oh, Nicole, you're next in line to have Scott's baby. <laughs> so after those two incidents, and I said fuck in a staff meeting, I got pulled in to human resources. <laughs> and so they were like, so like, do you know why you're here? I was like, absolutely not. And they're like, well, we've received complaints. I'm like, oh, cool. What are they? <laughs> so she tells me, and I was like, oh, cool. What wow, weird. She's like, do you deny it? I was like, I mean, I don't remember what day it was, but it definitely sounds like me. That sounds like something I would say for sure. 
<laughs> was it funny? Then yes, it was. Funny. I know. And she's like, so this is a woman who used to be in the military. And she's like, so that's not appropriate workplace talk. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. I'm like, that's kind of how we've always been in the last 10 years that I've been here. We're all like silly and making jokes and stuff. She's like, well, that's inappropriate. Oh my God. She's like, what do you have to say for yourself? I was like, well, sounds like the culture's changed around here and nobody told me and that I should be more careful about what I say. She's like, and? I was like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I really didn't know at the time. I was like, what, what does she want? Like I admitted I did wrong. I didn't say I, I know what day I did it, but that totally sounds like me. What else? And I said I wouldn't do it again, right? So then I go outside and they're all like, she's waiting for you to apologize. I'm like, to her? For what? I'm like, I will go apologize to the people I made pregnancy jokes about if they're offended. Um, I'm not going to apologize to her. And they're like, you should go do it. I was like, I really don't think so. And I said, so I went back in and I was like, hey, one more thing. And she looked at me with a hopeful look on her face. I said, do you need me to sign something? Can this go in my permanent file? She's like, well, I'll give it to you when I write it up. I was like, Aces, email or hard copy? <laughs> and I never received anything, but come on. Seriously. Right? I mean, Jeffrey Wienersleeve, come on down. Well, it's really sad to think, shocking actually, that I'm the sexual harasser of the two of them. Isn't that wild? <laughs> it really is. I mean, there's nothing it's... in my permanent file, even though I asked for it. I was like, do you want me to sign something? <laughs> she was so mad. He's such a monster. Yeah. I mean, you would think out of the three of us, it would be Emma. So we're in the sexual harassment seminar situation with Jeffrey Wiener Slave, um, which... Liz obviously says, excuse me, Mr. Wienerslav. It's pronounced Wienerslav. Okay, okay, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to get back into work. She doesn't like any sort of thing fucking with her routine. She can't handle the fact that she's no longer... I mean, she's employed, but she's not actively employed. She's on sabbatical. Um, sexual sabbatical. And oh, that Jeffrey's sounds like a fun like, little walkabout. But who wants to get in a rush to get back to work? That's not something you see every day. Now, that is an example of a very appropriate and very, very funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and it was. So, Jack needs to talk to Jenna about something. Immediately, Jenna assumes it's about her hitting that Asian page. Twice. Now, why she got to be Asian? Why she got to like, hit her twice? Why she got to hit her twice? Well, she walked into her arm <laughs> twice. He's like, it's not about that. It's about your Shineheart Universal Janice Joplin biopic. Jenna's so fucking pumped because she's like, we don't have to call her Jamie Jimplin. It's Janice Joplin. It's real. We can do this. It's worse. It's Jackie Jorp Jump. And um, <laughs> Jenna's Jenna just like, like, where's the good news? I didn't Isn't say there any? was any. So they did some focus testing and the movie got a 001. Why they had to put zeros in front of it? Who knows? For the joke, because they read it upside down as 100. Cute. Yeah, Jack was afraid of this. It turns out, without the light brights or Janis Joplin songs, it was a negative for the audience. <laughs> I honestly would love more footage of her duet with Jimi Hendrickson at Woodstocks. <laughs> We're all here at Woodstocks. Someday there'll be a black president. Now, of course, I researched it, and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin did not ever play together at Woodstock. But she, no, no one ever said that. It's Jimi Hendrickson. Okay. Julie, well, maybe, you, gotta, you gotta listen. We have a podcast. <laughs> we owe it to the people. You gotta listen. <laughs> so, 
on that Nickelodeon obituary reel will now be me because Julie's about to murder me. With my strobe For good light. reason. <laughs> so Jenna, utterly confused, is like, and how will that affect my Oscar chances? <laughs> Adversely. I got that. Unless we get independent distribution. To do that, Sing Dim Blues White Girl, the Jackie Jorm Jump story has got to get some buzz. So Jenna is like, I'm on it. I've got a sex tape. It's like super night vision. And you can see his buddy is robbing me. So Jenna, poor thing. Into it though. That's no, Jenna. Listen to her. On the PR warpath. If there's a red carpet, I want you taking the movie there starting Monday. Kids' Choice Awards? Fine. She'll set aside her feud with Raven Simone for one day. Now, did you ever watch that um, Instagram Live, or at least the video of it, when Raven Simone was talking to Keely, one of her Cheetah Girls co-stars, and she just sort of like jumped into her Instagram Live, and immediately after leaving, <laughs> Raven was just like staring straight ahead, like eating a sandwich, and was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and just like goes into this manic crazy laughter it's amazing it reminds me a lot of tiffany new york pollard smoking a cigarette alone in the big brother uk house and doing the same thing these are my icons <laughs> but a new bow so kenneth is seeing liz enter the office he says you're on sex probation now julie what does that spell Sex. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I haven't had it in over a year. How fun that, for all of us. Whose fault is that? You can't even blame coronavirus anymore. There's Delta. I sure can. <laughs> Delta Plus. Lambda. Post, Lambda's not that bad. Post-vaccination, pre-Delta, you had at least a three-month window to get But I was still tea. recovering emotionally. <laughs> That's but never going to happen. <laughs> We are never, not just you, all of us. Jesus Don't take that for oh <laughs> The things that fall out of her mouth when she's I meant all of us, not just you. Okay, Our I now know why you were sent to HR. That was not a personal attack. I meant all of us. We're never going to recover all of us. Just a glimpse into where Julie's at today. Delta, 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 and Omega Moo. <laughs> Can't even remember what the movie was. So Kenneth's all upset, and Liz is like, but, you know, I just wanted to stop by and check in. I just want to script her a rundown, okay? Kenneth, put that down. He's getting out his rape whistle. <laughs> you give that to me, Kenneth? Did you hear what I said? He blows the whistle. Mr. Donaghy, help. Rule breaking. Rule breaking. <laughs> Jackson, so Jack finds this to be immensely sad, which objectively he's correct, and it is. Um, and is like, dear God, Lemon. Or at least he should. We really were owed a good God, Lemon. But we didn't get it. Instead, he says, Lemon, come with me. You know you're supposed to go home after your pervert seminars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I just hate not being here. And then Pete's dragging Tracy across the floor. And he's like, you have to rehearse. And he's like, no, passive resistance. I learned this from Dr. King. I'm brave. <laughs> Jack's like, you so, sure you missed this? Yeah, because uh, being here is hard, but not being here is somehow even harder for her. He's like, I feel for you. Remember that time I came back from the World Economic Forum with Mono? and missed a week of work and I wanted to pull my hair out, but I couldn't because it's too thick. <laughs> People like us, we need the stress. We're only happy when we're overcoming obstacles. You take that away and we start bouncing off the wall, spending our days jabbering at Dorman. And then we flash to her 
Wait, is this when she talks to the doorman yet? Not yet. She just says, hey, I brighten their day. Before I go, can I at least find out what Frank's hat says? And the elevator is closing. And we find out that the hat says, constant craving. He could do better. <laughs> Kenneth was told that he doesn't have to read it because Meredith Vieira <laughs> assured him it was necessary. Kenneth says, well, I wanted to read it because it's full of rules. But Miss Vieira made me throw it away and said, pretty boys like me shouldn't be filling their heads with the ideas. <laughs> So a woman comes in that Frank is obviously sleeping with, and she's like, hi, Frank. And he's like, oh, hi, coworker. If treating someone with basic human decency is difficult for you, then, you know, stay home. Start a podcast. So so now Liz is talking to the Polish door people. Yeah, the constant rotation. Yeah, we so many come in and out. And, yeah, I would love to play Liz. So you can start with... I'm sure your job can be <laughs> yeah, annoying. Yeah, I got you, got you. Of course my job is annoying, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. I'm sure your job can be annoying. Not all the tenants are as fun as me. I get it. Hey, would you mind if I brought a chair down here? Yes, my job is stressful. Very stressful. But in the end, I get paid to make people laugh. We were saying that laughter is the best medicine. So I'm kind of like a doctor, like you were, in Poland. <laughs> So she says, we have a show tonight, and I've never missed a show. Not even that time I had the virus that kept saying only raccoons get. (laughs) I can't believe I'm not there. Hey, I picked up some Polish from you guys. And so she says something in Polish that turns out to, shut up, lady. (laughs) So in comes our new best friend who's walking, and Liz says, it's kind of cold for a jog. And then realizes that this place that she's lived in for, what was it, six years, four years? Six, yeah. Um, has a fitness center, and Liz is like, all right, I'm not into it. It's right past the vending machines. Oh, I'm 100% in now. Wait for me, lady. <laughs> Who, in their conversation, we realize all star used to have a high-powered job, got addicted to the stress, much like Liz is. She's about to be her mentor. <laughs> and Liz says, right now I should be standing in the toilet stall so nobody bothers me while I eat my lunch. God, I miss it. <laughs> and Emily says, I was an investment banker for 15 years, 80 hour work weeks, corner office, secret candy drawer, and a decor candy drawer to throw the others off the trail. Smart. Smart. <laughs> the point is, you get addicted to the stress, then it gives your life purpose. And when you stop for normal reasons, <laughs> you see how stupid you are. It just takes time to realize that there are much better ways to be happy. So we'll Kenneth- find them. We'll yeah. find him. Kenneth enters Jack's office because he needs and, to discuss something with him. Yeah. And confusing Jack for his immediate supervisor, Eve <laughs> needs to discuss an intimate relationship. There Jack are perhaps can... 40 people between <laughs> us. Now, Kenneth, as I mentioned in the intro, is a phrenologist. So he has discerned that Mr. Hornberger has a ridge in the section of the skull associated with deviousness. Phrenology was the process, the science, in quotes, of any sort of like bumps, divots, any sort of aberrations in your cranium, depending on where they were, it it indicated certain personality traits. So (laughs) Kenneth is talking about who he's in love with, which is Daphne. She's a dancer. since Frasier or Scooby-Doo has a Daphne caused this much trouble. (laughs) So true. And when I watch her dance, my heart skips a beat, and not even because of my acute ventralitis. You're good. So Jack is shocked. He's like, wait, you're dating one of the dancers? And Kenneth's like, oh, no, sir. I actually haven't spoken to her yet, but I have a long-term plan to marry her, and I want the company to be aware of my intentions. 
So precious. So he leaves the office and he sees Dotcom with Daphne and has a heart attack. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> devastating. And then Absolutely he just blurts out, I'll be sure to mention this that at the next oh no. He says will not be able to attend your wedding there because we are. of a prior conflict. <laughs> oh. Good one. Poor sad kid. So now we're at Emily's apartment with Liz and some other ladies. And they bring out drinks. Yeah, and some of their careers are ridiculous. Or their current careers or previous careers. Um, one of them shorted the housing market. Brutal. Or wrote a cookbook specifically for mixed race children. Problematic. One, yeah. One married a rich dude. Who dies? Clive, maybe? One has mild lupus and great insurance. So here's the plan for the day. We're going to start with facials and massage. Nice. Then yes. private shopping at Bergdorf's, swing nice. by the Dharma Hall just for a tune-up, dinner mm-hmm. at Jewel Baco, which is a very, very expensive sushi restaurant, and a night cop back here. And then this is one of my favorite parts of all time. I love a fucking good montage. So yes. Liz, in the same place as the scenery changed behind her, keeps saying, it's Friday at my job and it's our biggest day. I don't think I'd be cook company, but thank you for inviting me. I'll have one drink, maybe two. And then... As this is happening, she is like shopping, going to the dermatologist as part of it. And then all of a sudden, it's nighttime. I do love that scene. I have a feeling the choreography of doing and filming something like that is not easy. But it's seamless. So seamless. Yeah, well, it helps that it's just like, you know, a background that keeps changing behind her. So I think the choreography of everyone else around her, she just needs to like hold the thing. Still hard, though. People come in, put the things on her eyes. It really looks like she's getting a Botox shot, which I'm sure she is not. First a backpack upstages me, then the paparazzi kept calling me Dina Lohan, and now the Cyrus family has decided to rock a bunch of funky hats. You can't give up now. Did Jackie Jorm Chomp give up when those vampires attacked Woodstocks? No one even knows I'm here. From DreamWorks' upcoming feature film, On Top of Spaghetti, Helen Mirren. Good evening. And now we take a moment. You got me. And now we take a moment to remember those we lost this year in the kid entertainment industry. Was that me? Did they just say I'm dead? I thought you spoke to the producers. Look, Connor, if we don't get some traction, Jenna Maroney's picture's dead. We need your help. Maroney picture dead. Got it. This is a disaster. No. We hit the jackpot. You being dead is the best thing that ever happened in this movie. Jenna, I want to Tupac you. Fine, but I have to pee first. No, 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 no. Tupac Shakur, the rapper, he sold ten times more albums when he was dead than when he was alive. That's what we're going to do with this movie. Die young, become a legend, just like Janice. Yes. Now, you just need to stay dead while I sell the movie. Oh, I can play dead. I watched my whole church group get eaten by a bear. So now we're at the Kids' Choice Awards. Jenna is dressed in yellow, a nod to SpongeBob. How sweet, youthful. And is prepared to slip a nip. And Jack says, just talk about the movie. Here comes Ethan from Nick Magazine. Whose mom are you? (laughs) Jenna, of course, answers, thank you. Well, tonight's about fun. I'm wearing Taylor Dane for Express. (laughs) 
<laughs> then she says a bunch of other nonsensical things and gets bumped by Backpack. Backpack, backpack. Backpack. Is mapping you tonight? <laughs> oh, my God. So he didn't hear. I don't know if you knew this, but when um, Dora the Explorer originally aired, Backpack and Map had been in a relationship for like two to three years. And close to the finale, they got divorced but still to work together. And it was just, it was awkward, you know? It was really hard. Now, Tracy is about to have a moment of insight that I didn't think was possible for him. Kenneth comes in and nicely says, dot com, I procure your sandwiches, gentlemen. Dot com, I forgot to get you extra mustard. Tracy's outraged. All right, enough. <laughs> this fighting stops now. And he, it's so sweet. And then um, Dot Com says, I didn't even mean to hurt you. <laughs> and then Kenneth is like, oh, really? I love you, too. I didn't say. He's like, I knew this would happen one day. A woman would come between us. Well, I'm not standing by. I'm taking action. So apparently before Liz left, um, she made Ken promise that she wouldn't let Tracy start any adventures. But yeah, well, Liz Tracy Lemon's in jail out, now. So he's solving the problem by firing Daphne. Oh, HR. Jenna's upset with Jack, with Jack now. First, backpack upstages me, then the paparazzi clip calling me Dina Lohan. And now the Cyrus family has decided to rock a bunch of funky hats. <laughs> this really does put in perspective the timing of the show because Dina Lohan was still alive um, and the Cyrus family was still together as a family. Is Dina Lohan dead? Yeah. Are the Cyruses broken up? <laughs> no. Lies. <laughs> None of that was true. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Jack's like, you can't give up now. Did Jackie Jormchomp give up when those um- vampires attacked Woodstocks? Umpires? <laughs> Honestly, that would be fun. Are you just spraying yourself with hand sanitizer? Yeah. It's cooling. It's quite warm in here. Turn the air conditioner on. I won't. I won't. So Jenna is as sad and depressing as Nick is spraying hand sanitizer to keep himself (laughs) cool. She says, nobody even knows I'm here. From Okay, so then, from DreamWorks' upcoming feature film, On Top of Spaghetti, Helen Mirren. It is Helen Mirren's voice. I don't know that that's true. It's on the IMDb. Is it really? I wrote fake hair and Helen Mirren says, and she's listed as a real actor. Huh. What? <laughs> no. I mean, IMDb isn't Wikipedia. You can't just write whatever you want. No offense. That's Wikipedia. fair. I mean, offense. Um, wow. I mean, it definitely was a stand-in, but. I think it was just her voice. It didn't wow, sound like her insane. at all, but I don't know. It was no, on the IMDb it. page. I don't what trust it. I think they should be proud of themselves for at least just getting her voice. <laughs> Wait till they get Oprah. They already got Oprah. Oh my God, that already happened. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, at least you forgot that we already went over one. Now now we're two, one and one. I'm not just the one going foreshadowing and you're like, we already watched that one. A mint did just fall out of my mouth. (laughs) I think those TikToks are slipperier than your old ones. (laughs) So the uh, In Memoriam starts playing and a character from the Magicals, an animated character, has apparently Rusty, died. Rusty, the bear. All right. <laughs> and also, Ben Shapiro, who wrote Rusty, the Magical, has died. So, Jen is in the In Memoriam because when he was talking to one of the producers, who's eight, 
Um, he says, you know, Jenna Maroney needs to get some traction or this picture is dead. And the dude is on his phone, so all he ends up hearing is Jenna Maroney dead, got it. And she makes it. So Jack is convinced we hit the jackpot. <laughs> get it? Wordplay. And is like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to you. So he shrouds her in a coat and apparently keeps her under that coat until they get back to 30 Rock. Um, so was Nickelodeon held? Was that award show held at 30 Rock? Probably. It's always held in LA. Do they not know? Don't think too much. Now, the delivery of this line from one Alec Baldwin is amazing. Jenna, I want to Tupac you. And she says, fine, but I have to pee first. <laughs> Classy. He's like, no, 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 Tupac Shakur, the rapper. He sold 10 times more of the albums when he was dead than when he was alive. That's what we're going to do with this movie. Right. Die young, become a legend, just like Janice. Or Rusty the Bear from the Magicals. <laughs> so then we're back with Wiener Slave, um, who's dressed in full bondage gear. And he's, uh, I'm just kidding, he's wearing a very boring suit. He looks like a Mormon. He looks like he's killed and will kill once more quite soon. Um, but yeah, before that, Jenna says, this is one of my favorite lines. Um, she knows she needs to s- stay dead to sell the movie. And she's like, oh, I can play dead. I watched my entire church group get eaten by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenna, ah, amazing. So in the sort of renewed conversation with Jeffrey Wienerslav, slave, Wienerslav. So it's very hard to say. Um, I think it might be Polish as well. <laughs> You're in the middle of a sentence. Was I? Yes. So, <laughs> was I? Yes. What was I saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jenna, something, Jeffrey Wienerslav. Pause for an hour. <laughs> oh, so Liz is meeting with Jeffrey Wienerslave once more, and he's decided to fast track her whole like sabbatical suspension because of her perversions, and says so she can get back to work. Now Liz goes like full psycho animation of er, 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 terrified, and so she decides to take action, especially because Wienerslav is not like making this an easy transition. He says, visualize everything that's facing you. Think about walking through the door and immediately dealing with a hundred different problems and responsibilities. The whole time it feels like it's like getting darker in there and like there are little sound affectations. The coworkers' demands on you, the long hours, the pointless meetings, the endless phone calls. Think of the frustration, the futility, the time that you will never get back as you creep closer and closer to the grave. Any questions for me? (laughs) Just Just one. one. Why don't you drop those dockers and give me a piece of that sweet ass? <laughs> now, did you see what the certificate said? It said On the this. Back? It no. says this certifies that Elizabeth Lemon is no longer a workplace sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that is amazing. So now she's back with the ladies. What are they going to do today? The same, honestly. Oh, no, this is Jack. He says, Lemon, what the hell happened at your reinstatement hearing? Jeffrey Wiener slave said you put your fingers in his mouth. Did I? Did I? Or did he put his mouth on my fingers? It's going to take at least six weeks paid leave to get to the bottom of this. I'm very busy right now faking Jenna's death to sell her movie. I'm not going to engage with that mantra. I do love that line. 
but I am calling HR and getting you back for the next show. No, no, I just need a little more time off. I'm on humanity leave. Good God. What Indigo Girls song is that from? Syllabus of Us off Vagabonds, Martyrs, and Quilts. None of those are true. (laughs) I looked up all the Indigo Girls. I can't find any of that stuff. Well, yeah, it was a joke. I was really hoping it was true. (laughs) No. (laughs) Seems like it could have been. Right? I I think that was the point. Well, Well, the point is that I've met an amazing group of women, Jack. They just live and they spend every morning and they go to museums. So Jack's upset because Lemon is not a rich divorcee, but she feels that she can make this work because she's got enough money saved, enough for two years, four if she gives up cable, so two years. So I'll come back to the show in four years. I don't think that's true. Two years. And no, it says it and that you are objectively right, but she can't give up. Evil. Well, Jack yeah. knows she's fooling herself. Can't you can't live like that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Oh, by the way, I looked up her apartment. Yeah. That 160 Riverside Drive, two bedrooms, which is not what she has, but she ends up with when she gets the gay guy to move out. So what do you think? A two bedroom apartment, Riverside Drive. What do you think? How much? Per, per month? month? No, to purchase. God. <laughs> oh, to buy? <laughs> um, I don't know. $1 million. $2.7 million, motherfucker. Wow. Look at that. Wow. That's a lot. So Damn, Liz, Liz is getting ready to work out. <laughs> She's like, you're wrong about Emily. She unrolls her yoga mat. She's like, oh my God, there's a Spider-Man nest in my yoga mat. Gross. So they find out that Daphne's been <laughs> fired. Tracy said he had to because friendship and trust in the entourage is the most important thing, like that HBO show, John Adams. Uh-huh. Well, me and Dotcom are back to being best friends. We were never. But the other dancers are refusing to come to work now out of solidarity with Daphne. So, Tracy doesn't know what to do from here. Usually this is the point in his process when Liz Lemon jumps in and takes care of everything. He realizes that there is truth to that old saying, heavy is the head that eats the crayons. (laughs) So he decides to do what I do, which is take a nap, and says he will see everyone in 10 hours. I know, but Nick, you've been up since 9 today. Isn't that wild? Can you believe? I, I can't oh believe you're still awake. It's not 8 o'clock at night. I'm really impressed. I'm so tired. <laughs> I We're think that's clear. Tired. No, I'm happy to be here. In the darkness and heat with your face lit with sanitizer. Do I look dewy? <laughs> no. Pete, I was word. pointing towards you. I'm sorry. Did I get you guys? <laughs> so Jack tells Pete, Jen is dead. And Pete says, I don't feel anything. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Honestly, if you found out that Jenna died, would you care? Would I, Julie Sunderland, in reality, care if the character Jenna Maroney on 30 Rock died? No. <laughs> so I guess we know the answer to that. <laughs> if I outlive Jane Krakowski, yes, I'll feel bad. I don't see that happening, though. Oh. She has so much more money than I do. <laughs> so he tells him it's a marketing play for her new movie, but it means you won't have her for the sh- Which they already have, much like they have a Tracy Jordans as well. So we're back to the ladies group, and um, 
Everyone's BMing like a rock star. Liz's hair is straightened, so now we know that she's in charge of her life because she's able to straighten her hair. I don't know. I feel like her hair is naturally straight. Who knows? I don't, but I pretend like I do. So no one knows what fucking day it is. Um, someone's like, it's hump day. No, it's Thursday. I thought it was Tuesday. Then suddenly we were back to 30 Rock. Mr. Jordan, it's Friday. We really need to tell the Mr. Hornberger that the dancers quit. No, we don't. He's not even going to notice they're gone. So he These hires are the new, some dancers. new dancers. And by hire, I mean collected, probably. Just think, an hour ago, they were brawling in the parking lot, but tonight they're going to be stars. Amazing. So okay, then he well, we asked them on. to dance. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. It's just like super half-hearted, like heroin chic, and that like you're heroined out. I'm just like nodding. Gross. So... <laughs> So we're back at the ladies' group, um, and it's starting to feel a little unsettling. What's going on here? What are they actually doing? One of them used to be a neurosurgeon before she and Jasmine Guy wrote their cookbook, and they dropped some knowledge. The human brain needs stimulation, or it atrophies, and your pleasure center literally shrinks. Is that true? I do I don't know. know. Terrifying. Um, I know that if you do Molly, it like really fucks up your brain. Sweet. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so that's why they do their special activity. And what, like the, Sudoku? No, no. They tried a game night. Didn't last. Charity what work. What about charity work? Nah, charity work sucks. Should we tell her? Aaron, it's too soon. Punch me in the Punch face, Punch me in Liz. the face, Liz. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Punch me as hard as you can, and then I'm coming at you like an animal. Then Liz is like, oh, God, is this a fight club? The pain proves we're alive. Oh, my God. Can you imagine anything more devastating than accidentally saying a Goo Goo Dolls lyric? <laughs> the pain helps to know she's alive. Uh, and I are... don't want a world to change me. Because <laughs> I don't think that they understand. Anybody who's still listening, if you understand, thank you. <laughs> so... She's really upset that it's a fight club, but the one lady's got a roll of quarters to hold in her fists. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, Jack was right. I have to get back to my show. I need the show. You want out, Liz? You're going to have to fight your way out. Yikes. So we're back at 30 Rock now, and they're celebrating the life of Jenna. Jack is sort of in the bowels of the stage on the phone and says, the Coast Guard won't officially declare her dead yet, but what the pirates did to that boat. <laughs> But he says it's a very generous offer, so obviously he's successful in selling. What is it? Janie Jimpjorp? Jackie Jimpjorp. Oh, yeah, it's pretty hard, isn't it? <laughs> so Jenna, the most selfish person on the entire planet, has to be there for her own in memoriam. I mean, wouldn't you? No. Do you want us to throw you one of those funerals before you die so you can hear all the nice things people had to say? I swear to God, if you two say with Maury me... I'm going to freak out. <laughs> that could be your 30th birthday party theme. So Jenna's all excited because a couple of the gay guys were crying. <laughs> She's like, Jack, this is the greatest night of my life. And then up comes her picture with a port with her uh, date of birth and death on it. <sighs> dun, what the dun, hell dun. is that? So the problem is that it's the day she was actually born, like the year. Um, Yikes. Not the actress here. Now a million people are going to know that I'm... It's too late to change it, Jack. 40. 40. Jenna, calm down. Selling the movie in the next 12 hours. Your movie. Think about what matters. Four, three, 
two. <laughs> and finally tonight, what more fitting way to say goodbye to our friend than with the gift she gave all of us, her music. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Hawk Bemelmans <laughs> and the Tracy Jordan Dancers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this acapella cello playing. It's Hawk Bemelmans isn't a real person, by the way. Uh, it's like Perlman is. It's it probably is. him. Helen Mirren's there. Maybe, yeah. And he starts playing the... Uh, Muffin Top very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and out comes Jenna from underneath the sign. Give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. Whole grain, low fat. I know you want a piece of that. But I just want to dance. Julie. Still alive. Not yet 32. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Worth it. <laughs> I'm back. Liz comes back. She's got a uh, black eye. And Jack's like, what did, what did it turn out to be? Lesbians? No. He seems so unfazed, too. Fight club. <laughs> I know you want to get with this. So then she's like, this is a disaster. But she's I'm smiling so hard. You guys mess everything up. Everything you touch. I have to come in here and fix it. I am so mad. Why are you smiling? You're freaking me out. Oh, you two troublemakers. Come here. She's going to do something to us. You're crazy. She puts her sexual offender certificate on the door and says, I'm back, nerds. Nice. And then in comes the version of my up and top is all that whole grain low fat. I know you want a piece of that, piece of that, but I'm just in a dance, checking out my sweet hips, sugar-coated I know you want to get with this, but I'm just here to dance. I'm just here to dance. So back up off me, you're weirding me out. I'm an independent lady, so do not try to play me. I run a tidy bakery. The boys all want my cake for free. But if you can't shake your fakery, then kiss my muffin top. Nice. I didn't know that ending part. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> for a Jenna-heavy episode, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. And I expected it to be, like, 92, 93, but we'll see. We'll see oh. my score. Will we? <laughs> so into the chat we go for Jackie Chorp Chomp. Yes. Let us know when you're ready. Yeah. Ready. Uh, send. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I only got my score. I put 91. What did you guys put? I put 90. I put 97.5. Wow. <laughs> What parts do you want to rewatch? Like, what, what parts will you, like, run back and rewatch again and again? Um, so, you know when it starts and then when it ends? All the stuff in the middle of <laughs> I that. just was thinking, that was really nice of me. I don't normally ask nice, normal questions like that. Wasn't that just, sweet? Like, yeah. Ask a question generally <laughs> instead of giving you shit. And then you just crapped on me, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love, nope, I love Jenna. Okay. Not listening. <laughs> Have exited the building. Julie no longer exists. Wait, so why is yours only a uh, 91? Because I'm trying to think about what I really will rewatch. And I love Jenna's line. Still alive. Thank you. Worth it. (laughs) And then I like the Fight Club stuff. And I love that montage. I will watch that again and again. But 
It's not my favorite. It's a good episode, though. Really good. Good job, everybody. I approve. (laughs) Nice. Well, next week, it's The Ones. Hey, Nick, have you watched that episode already? I did. (laughs) Did you watch that episode this week instead of the episode you're supposed to I sure did. So Elisa's back. (laughs) Lisa. Mm, Amazing. (laughs) Well, it's a pretty funny episode. It was a really funny show. Nick is in the dark, but with the shirt on this week, he's tutting, I think. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. If you want to know more information, check us out on Instagram at Blurg. We also have another podcast where we talk about anything we want. Takespod.com. Um, so this is a really funny episode in a really weird week and a really hard day, but I hope you guys have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> you always wait for me. Because you're the other star of the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.